Hey Coconuts, welcome back to another episode of Weekly Market Updates, where we scour the net to find worthy financial news for you. Three stories this week. Number one, we're going to start off with Netflix having their earnings call. We then move to Tesla and a few things that rattled us during Tesla's earnings call. Last but not least, we have Alvin or Dr. Wealth coming in to talk a little bit about China. Is this the time to quit China? Obviously, we've had a lot, a lot of news what's going on over the last week in China. My Facebook feed was fully about China. We have Reggie in the house as well to sort of unpack exactly what's going on. So we hope for you to stay tuned and listening to all our stories. Let's get to it. Hello, Coconuts. Welcome back to another weekly episode with me, Rakesh. Today, it's me, Reggie. Hey, 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 Reggie. <laughs> hey but yeah, that's it, not it, right, Reg? Yeah, that's yeah. not it. Who else yeah, do we yeah. have? Anthony's done with COVID, so we have a friend on the show, and Elvin from Dr. Well is here. Woo! All right. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, Elvin to replace Anthony, right? Both are A's. <laughs> Introduce for yeah. all the souls out there that don't yet know Dr. Wealth, Elvin. I have to introduce myself. So I'm Elvin. I'm the CEO of Dr. Wealth. So Dr. Wealth is a financial education company. We aim to serve the retail investors who, are, who may not be well-versed in finance concepts, investing concepts. And our role is to make the complex simple for the layman to understand. And uh, we've been doing that for the past eight years. So we have uh, a lot of hundreds or even thousands of uh, graduates from our programs and uh, happy to share a lot more in this uh, program today. Mm. Elvin, I, I asked you to introduce yourself, not like plug your company. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's a it's a habit, you know. <laughs> I know, I know, I get it. I totally understand. Yeah, but it's okay. Welcome, welcome. Yes. Yeah. And if you, you guys feel free to uh, edit it out, man. <laughs> no, no, no. Keep it in. You know, if you coconuts find Doctor World interesting, please check them out. I think they do provide all sorts of programs. Right, very, very well done. Nice. Yeah, awesome. And and today you're going to get a little sense of it, right? Because we have here Dr. Wealth talking a little bit about China, right? Is it the right time to go into China? Is it the right time to pull out? It's going to explain and unpack what exactly happened this last week. Obviously, we're going to keep that story for last. So, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Coconuts, tuning in. Please don't skip. <laughs> we also got two other stories for you. <laughs> filler, filler, filler. <laughs> Talk of the town this week is China. Everything else is a filler. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Be- because um, it's too rich to ignore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, on all facets of the world, right? It's on one end, it's like politically very red, and the other market is very red also. So, yes, yeah, there's a, a, lot, a, lot, a lot to unpack about uh, China, yes. Absolutely. Uh, the, other, the other couple of stories we have a um, couple of earnings, right? Reggie's going to take us through our first story with Netflix earnings. Then uh, we're going to take you through Tesla, a little bit of what they said in their earnings. And of mm. course, we're going to end off with Alvin. Awesome. Uh, Reg, take it away. What do we have? Yeah, so I thought we were going to talk about like Rishi Sunak and the pound, but let, let's give that a little bit more time to, 
to happen. If not, by the time it goes out, then it says, oh, Rishi Sunak has beat Liz Truss. <laughs> it's like, oh, 45 yeah. days. It's too long. So then, 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 then we waste another time, right? Recording those things. But yeah, that, that's a, for next week or two weeks down the road. But today, we're going to focus on Netflix, right? Because Netflix, just as their earnings call, and finally, Netflix is back making money, right? Announcing a quarter mm. three free cash flow of $472 million, uh, to put it simply, they finally make money again, right? So, but the, <laughs> but the same problem persists and you continue to see that paid members' growth continue to slow to about 4.5% this quarter. And the forecast shows that uh, it's expected to reach 2.6% next quarter. And uh, probably a very serious sign that they have maxed out their current model and competition is getting very serious, which is why we welcome the ad-supported member tier. In other words, mm. uh, you pay a little bit cheaper uh, with Mem- with uh, ads lah, right? so you pay a little bit cheaper for subscription <laughs> but they funnel you with some ads so about 5 minutes for every hour and possibly analysts are saying it can bring in potentially 1.8 billion 1.5 billion in ad revenue in the next few years so any thoughts uh, opening up to the floor what do you think of Netflix what's happening you know what's the situation with them yeah but I think okay first things first right numbers and everything is great but I have found myself spending less time on Netflix and I mean significantly less time. I just am pointing this out there as a singular micro one person using Netflix. I find that some of it is good and quite a lot of it I don't want to watch. There's a lot of noise in there now. Hmm. Do, do you have any other subscription? Yes, Netflix? I have Disney Plus, Amazon Prime, uh, and uh, a, a few others. <laughs> <laughs> Guy is a power user, streaming power user. <laughs> Right, right. That, that's probably the reason why you're spending less time on Netflix because you have too many. Mm, okay, mm. so previously, I used to spend more, most of my time on Netflix. A lot of it, okay. right? I guess to do with the content, there's not much uh, on the rest of it. And then I think when Disney slowly come up with, with their stuff or I think Prime just coming up with, um, you know, their Rings of Power. Power Rings, it? Rings of Power. Rings yeah. of Power. Then HBO came out with the Game of Thrones prequel, yeah. uh, so on and so forth. But at the same time, Netflix... What, what draws you to it, right? Really? Got Wings Saga, okay? Hey, Wings. don't judge Wings Saga, okay? I judge you if you judge Wings Saga. <laughs> just saying, okay? But 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 thing is, thing is, I have also been reducing my consumption for Netflix. It's not that I am a heavy multi-streaming subscriber, but it's just mm. I feel like watching these streaming shows, they require a lot of attention. So it's taking mm. up too much bandwidth as the world starts to open up and there are more and more things to do. And, you know, I'm kind of like having all these projects and meetings and all these other options mm. out there to occupy my time and occupy my life. That Netflix just becomes like, wow, very heavy. Yeah, I watch this whole Netflix thing. You know, mm. like, like yeah. So it's, it's uh, I've also reduced my consumption. That's an interesting phenomenon. But Elvin, Elvin, did, are you reducing your consumption? Um, to begin with, I, I don't really watch a lot of uh, videos, as uh, Raj mentioned, right? There's just too much distraction. There's too much to do. <laughs> too much to do. Uh, but, but I happened to watch Netflix yesterday. Because of Wings Saga? No, no. I was like scrolling through the top 10 movies in Singapore. Then I was mm-hmm. like, okay. Um, I, my favorite actor Liam Neeson. Uh, so I was like, okay, honest thief, thief. So I I, I oh. watched it and somehow I fell asleep. I forgot what the storyline. 
<laughs> you see my exact point. My exact point. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Horrible. So horrible. Yeah. yeah. So I guess I guess um, yes, the exclusive content among all the uh, streamers is getting hit, uh, heated up. The competition. Um, mm. You start to see that other players can also bring in very high quality, very attractive kind of uh, produ- productions that will draw you in just to subscribe to that service. And I don't know, right? You guys say that you watch less, but it doesn't sound like you are going to cancel Netflix. Am I right to say that? Mm. Mm, fair enough. I am not cancelling Netflix, but I am really thinking about these ads here. I don't uh-huh. mind doing five minutes for... What was it? Is it six or seven dollars mm. or something like that for the ads? Three dollars off. Three dollars off. The oh, just three dollars. Yes, three dollars off the current tier. And to be clear, Singaporeans, you cannot do that yet. You know, it's only been rolled out in uh, some of the other northern American countries. North America. So some of the yeah, so some mm. of the U uh, the European countries will come next, right? So it's no, it's no longer in this part of the world yet. You know, so Netflix is going to continue to charge you. You know, top dollar <laughs> for <laughs> every subscriber here. You know, but but Elvin, what about you? I mean, are you going to be offloading? You know this whole subscription thing. Mm. I, I won't be because I'm just uh, riding on my wife's uh, Netflix. Mm, so, family yeah, plan family kind of situation. Plan, yeah. mm-hmm. So for me, I subscribe to Disney Plus, then share with her, mm. then she subscribes right. Netflix, then share with me. So that mm. that works. Okay, Absolutely. okay, interesting. But I think um, from the kind of user growth that we see on uh, Netflix, and it's not it's not this quarter unique. It has been for the past few quarters. So specifically, some people say it's because of the after COVID, right? You know, life has moved mm. on, so you see growth slow, but um, it is slowing very seriously, right? So from starting of from about for five six quarters ago, they were growing at about eight percent, nine percent quarter on, year on year. You know, kind of mm. growth of uh, paid subscribers today is four point five percent, and four point five percent is already an announcement that they have beat expectations. Right, forecast next quarter wow. is going to be two point six percent. So I do think this is a move where they are essentially, in my view, like, Okay, my view that they have reached a move where they kind of tap out on the TAM already on, or on their current mm. business model they have kind of tapped out you know and they are struggling to grow with this model which is why they have to take on another model right and the ads business has been a great business for many other companies right I mean like the the, the case in point you see Google you see Facebook you know they have been they, they essentially pummel home a lot of these new innovation and development and just drive a lot of free cash flow because of ads, right? So um, can Netflix continue to do that? I think that is the that is the talk of the town, right? Will it work? But um, yeah, but but I do think that it is a lot more than just streaming at this point in time. Do you guys? I think question out there is: Do all of you see streaming as? A competition in itself or is it competing with every other thing that is trying to get our attention mm. wow I, I, guess, question. I guess that's what the Netflix CEO was saying right uh, that Netflix is not competing in the streaming space but the leisure time mm. and leisure time includes gaming include you know, music or whatnot um, and that's probably what propelled him to move into games as well uh, yeah. even though the culture is an experiment Mm-hmm. And we still don't know what culture is experiment. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's it, 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 not good. Never mind. No good. Never mind. Yeah, exactly. We're just experimenting. <laughs> yeah, soft, soft landing. Soft landing. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I sense a lot of uh, very very yeah. fat terms. Uh, please continue. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I, I think I think a great other 
company to think a little bit about probably is Spotify, right? So Spotify has mm. also gone through quite a lot of these kind of development, you know, on top of the ad, original ad models to like paid subscription to eBooks and doing in-app purchases. So they are also developing um, a multifaceted yes. consumption pattern to kind of meet their audience where they are. So Netflix look like it's trying to do that. But as to whether is it going to happen, this is still a question mark because like what Elvin said, they kind of couch it, right? It's like, eh, so are we are going to try to do this, lah, huh? you know, but in actuality, if they don't do this, they're going to struggle very badly, right? So they, yeah. they have to do it. But case in point, I think streaming players are still all burning a lot, a lot of cash. So Netflix is one of the only or if not the only guy that is really making a lot of money um, out of this whole streaming situation. But, but also the reality is you can say that they are the only ones that is taking this as their main business. Uh, many other mm. businesses are just kind of taking it as yeah. a, a flywheel or a side or additional add-on, you know, within their broader ecosystem. So Netflix is the main business. It, it will be quite weird if they continue to struggle, which is why I think share prices kind of reflect where it is at this point in time. Yeah, man, I think it's it's important for for them to notice this. So I've I've been a avid fan of of Netflix and its culture. So I read a couple of books. Uh, from them actually uh, from Culture no cannot rules, eat rules one to a few others why this guy uh, okay. but, but you know on a, on a more serious note right it's it, the, the part that really drew me was not the fact that they were uh, 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 you know uh, a rental model at, when they first started a DVD rental model mm-hmm. uh, moving towards a streaming site but it's the ability to pivot that really makes them who they are and that's the identity that they stand with and you're absolutely right, culture cannot eat. But at the same time, I think it, it drives a lot in terms of identity. Um, so if somebody that can pivot, I would say the current, C, the current CEO is probably something that would, uh, you know, would have some faith in them. What they pivot to, however, is another whole other issue. Yeah, actually, the CEO pivoted. Mm. For a very long time, he said, no, no, Netflix is not going to add. No, yes, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. Not, yes, yes, yes. Now we're going to yes, add. Yes, yes. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So how so do he you? He lived that culture. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> eh, culture, once again, culture cannot eat people. You know, <laughs> when when need to makan, culture has to take a back seat, ah. You know, uh, but 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 I, I I do think that is a big part of trying to evaluate management. You know, and uh, it's it's all it's all part of the kind of development of company and and, and all that, right? So yeah, culture cannot mm-hmm. eat We come to a new point, right? But, but in maybe closing this story, um, any thoughts, right, from the from the legendary investor in the room, right, Elvin? Uh, <laughs> any thought on Netflix? Who is the legend? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a legend in the making. Eight years only got more time to come. Oh, okay, yes, okay, yes. Okay, <laughs> uh, no, I'm I'm not a I'm not an investor of Netflix, and I don't think I'll be buying it. Uh, okay, well, any 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 uh, risk factors that you want to just drop when it comes to this? Definitely, from a competition point of view, um, every platform wants to get into the exclusive content in terms of mm. uh, movies, TV series, and uh, competition is the enemy of capitalism. Right? Mm. It's a way profits. It's a way a lot of uh, market share, and uh, not a fan of it. Right? So Netflix had mm. uh, first mover advantage and they did manage to get economies of scale. But that is then. Now the playing field is different. The number yeah. of competitors in the field is different. So mm. I would say that we cannot look at Netflix the way we look at it 10 years ago. Yes, um, It's a whole new different ballgame and it's just too uncertain who is going to be a winner. Yes, it needs a turnaround story. It's no longer a fast growth story, 
right? And it needs a mm. talk show, right? Demi Lovato can have a talk show. I also can have a talk <laughs> show, right? They should just sign me, right? A local talk show, best comedian in town that actually have some brains. Okay, uh, but, uh, are you are you gonna do a stand out? I think I think you can. <laughs> you think I can? Uh, okay lah. Hey, come oh, come. Comedy Central. Done. Oh, done lah, done lah. Blue Jazz Cafe level two. I will see all of you on the thirty first of December. Okay, uh, you, you can start another brand, man. Comedy yeah. coconut. Yeah, I, whoa, hey, whoa, 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 this guy. Don't some phone ten whoa later the team leave. Uh. So this is a hard pivot, a very hard pivot. Against a culture of the company, cannot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, enough of Netflix. I think a closing point, uh, I do emulate what Elvin has to say, which is the whole idea that the story has changed, right? A lot of people are still looking at it as a as a growth story. It is already a giant at this point in time and is struggling to continue to use its old model. So it is a turnaround story to see whether they can continue to grow or even uh, properly monetize for the longer term, right? So that is Netflix for you. Next, over to Rakesh. Awesome. Tesla in the room. Another filler for today. <laughs> See, well, I don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, like what okay, else so is there to say about yeah, Tesla? Yes, right? Yeah, Other true, than true, BYD okay. is winning Tesla, right? What else yeah. is there to say about Tesla? For, for our <laughs> second filler story. Okay. okay yes, yes. <laughs> Please go for it. Tesla had has had its earnings, and I think I would you know less. Not you're absolutely right. So nothing really much to talk about Tesla other than the numbers, and we can go through that. But it's I think the stuff that Elon has said that really like sort of jolted me to you know bring that to the table today to just say like whoa okay where is this guy is he in the cloud somewhere or is he actually going to be executing this right um for for example okay let's start with some numbers for for you you geeks out there um 56 percent rev up year on year in terms of quarter three um from last year which is actually pretty decent um he said that he's got amazing demand for the next foreseeable future, whatever that means. That's what he always um, say. And yeah, he, always he always say he's going to deliver supply on time. Always. <laughs> yeah, Ever since the start till now, every <laughs> every quarter. So if you keep choosing C for MCQ, right, you will get one. <laughs> 20% at least. Right? So shout out to all you people still doing MCQ exams. Right? Just, just pick C. Don't need to guess. 25, right? bro. <laughs> 25. Okay. Go for it. Go for it. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So um, their margins are, are pretty okay. However, their operating margin increased. Yeah, increased by fourteen point six to seventeen percent. Uh, but their gross margin actually decreased from thirty to twenty-seven, and they, they were citing supply chain issues and a few other things. Right? Okay, that's the numbers out of the way. So basically, what they are trying to say here is that Tesla is going in his opinion, is going to far exceed Apple and Saudi Aramco's market cap combined. <laughs> can you believe he said this? I can in believe an, he said this, but I cannot believe In an actual <laughs> earnings call, <laughs> like the, the audacity, the audacity <laughs> to actually say this. No, I mean, I tell you his plan, right? His, his plan is much like Powerwall, he's going to merge and sell Starlink and SpaceX into mm. Tesla <laughs> and then hopefully sell another round of like Rando story of like space travel and then merge together and woohoo, we're going to be bigger plus than Plus Twitter. Yeah, plus, plus Twitter. Plus Twitter. <laughs> no, he's going to use Twitter. I don't know, Twitter to, is like the pet. To make it up, yeah. Uh, yeah. X, the X app. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, the bluebird in the room, right? It's like, <laughs> whatever. But, 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 I mean, at this point in time, I don't know, like, at this point in time, can you still trust this guy? You know, like, he's just saying all these things and, right. I don't know, man. Like, 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 yeah, yeah, he's just, 
I mean, I never liked him right from the start because every right. every quarter he lied to me. Every quarter he said we're gonna hit. Every quarter he missed, and then a few quarters it works, and then suddenly his share price move up because the richest man in town. Yeah, right. And then I'm like, exactly. what the hell's going on, right? So so Mino gets that. Mino likes him, right? But any thoughts, Elvin? Um, like uh, Tesla, any particular thing about their latest stuff? You know what's happening with them? I guess because uh, it's very closely related to Musk. And as mm. you rightly pointed out, Musk is a character that either you like him a lot or you hate him. Mm. Right? Because he's brash, he's mm. uh, daring to say things that most people don't dare to say, right? Mm. Smoking weed in a podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 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 hey, Alvin, don't talk about yourself like that. Right? Well, <laughs> we, must, right. we must shift to Thailand for that, guys. <laughs> Uh, shift to Thailand. Shift to Thailand. <laughs> hey, wait! And, make, I, I and, get... and make sure you're not doing NS. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, but but the Singapore customer is very serious about it, you know. Because the other time I flew back in from France, and uh, mm. my flight was a little bit delayed, so I ended up shopping inside a little bit. And then when I came out, I came out together with the Thai flights, and then they were just checking everyone's luggage, you know, like because and they thought I was part of the Thai oh, flight. Wow. So, yeah, and so Singapore government is very serious. Uh, Shamuga mm. asked you to come and have a debate. Uh. But anyway, please continue. <laughs> well, the gems today are, uh, are through yeah. the roof, guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm preparing for my stand-up for year-end, right? Today, I'm very high. <laughs> so, so for Elon Musk, because of his character and personality, he has a cult of followers mm. who mm. will believe whatever he says. Well, we are going to like more than Apple market cap plus Aramco market cap together. <laughs> there will be a cult of followers who say, okay, we are going to be yes. supporting you. We're going to buy, we're going to sell a house, our wife, our kids, and then we'll buy Tesla. <laughs> so, um, but I guess majority of people are more sensible, right? They won't go and do that. And uh, Tesla, I would say it is going to a similar situation with Netflix uh, because there's a lot more competitors coming in. Um, uh, in terms of not just the other electric vehicle startups, but you have like your uh, traditional automakers, your Mercedes, your BMW, your Volkswagen, everybody, the whole Jing gang is going to go into EV in a few years' time. Yeah. We haven't seen the supply coming in yet. And you also have tech companies like Apple, who has never done cars before, also want to do cars. Sony also want to do cars. Huawei has already done cars, right? Mm-hmm. EVs, mm-hmm. I mean. And the playing field is, again, going to be very, com- uh, very complex and very competitive. Just that Tesla is, uh, or Nef, or rather Netflix is seeing it earlier than Tesla. Okay? But mm. I would believe that in the next three to five years, uh, the level of competition would be even stronger than what Netflix is facing because of the number of players, mm. the sheer number of players. Uh, but they do have a first mover advantage and uh, they are, yes, they got beaten by BYD, but they're still number two. In China, they're still very popular. Um, I would believe that any EV company wants to make it to the world has to win China first because that is the key market of EV adoption at this point in time in terms of volume, new sales, in terms of the number of EVs that's on the road, even in terms of right. charges, right? So China is the better field to be won first. Hmm. Wow, that's great, great insight uh, for me at least that doesn't know much about China. So uh, <laughs> maybe, yeah, t- talk us through that, right? So Tesla obviously has got that branding and so on, but how how is BYD looking in China in terms of that branding aspect and you know status and, and all those things in the, China? The funny thing is that yes, BYD always said, oh, we sell more cars, we sell more cars, right? Mm. But if you compare just China revenue alone, because BYD don't really sell to the rest of the world, uh, if you mm. compare revenue alone, Tesla revenue in China is still higher than BYD's. 
The reason is because BYD don't just sell uh, premium EVs. They sell mass market EVs. Yes. They are cheaper. Mm. And yes, you have the numbers, but you don't make up the revenue because your price points are lower. Whereas Tesla only sell at a premium range. And being a second in the market will still grant you that number amount of revenue. So I guess BYD comparing in terms of the number of units sold, that's a purpose, right? It is more for mm. marketing perspective. But if you drill down to revenue, it's still lower than Tesla's. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And then to, to be clear, although I joke about uh, Mars and Tesla, they have come a long way. Right, they have come a long way, and uh, they have established quite a quite a foothold. I mean, cannot cannot say established quite a foothold. They are dominant yeah, players in that are. game, right? And they are leading uh, in many ways, right? And I'm very amazed in their end to end sales process, right? They don't need to go to a distributor; they can do on their own. You don't even need to test drive. People buy it just because it's Tesla, right? So yeah. I think those things are, are important factors. Although I joke about him for like what five minutes, you know. <laughs> and more to come. Uh, don't worry. And more, more to come. And uh, every time you have me on, and there's like a so I'm going to remind you guy cheated on me for like many years every every quarter tell me it works every quarter ta, 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 ta matching right but but truth is truth is after that it did match up and uh, he did get a very very big upswing right but yeah we'll, we'll see you know and keep observing this this market but I think with that I think it's a great tangent to talk about China absolutely <laughs> absolutely why do you think I asked the question Reg <laughs> great great please continue Rock yes yes Elvin Take us through that that final story. The reason our coconuts are here listening in. Tell okay, so we all know that China uh, had a very rough day on 24th October. Uh, we mm. were seeing like Alibaba down 12%, Tencent down 11%. Mm. And it is weird in the sense that China stocks have already been down for the past two years. And when you think that there's no more to drop, it dropped even further. We went through the floor. And that caught a lot of investors by surprise because I, I think that people were hoping for more good news after the National Congress that was held once every five years. So the 20th National Congress has just completed. Um, it spent over a, a week, more than a week actually. right? So uh, it started off with uh, about uh, 16th October, a Sunday, where presidency was addressing, uh, giving a two-hour speech about what it's going to do for the next five years. And people have already known that presidency is going to go for his third term. Yes, it's unprecedented, but the market has known about this for many, many months. It thought for years. Yep. So it is not a surprise. Okay. Mm. But somehow, when the standing committee was, uh, the name list was finalized, then the very next day, the sell down happened. Okay. So I would say that the sell down is likely due to the fact that uh, the list of standing committee were really all Xi Jinping's. Very close loyal aides. Okay, so in the past, if you compare the previous standing committee in the first and his second term, there were a lot more other factions coming in. Um, the other faction, the main competitor, is the uh, Hu's faction, which is the previous president Hu Jintao's faction. So for China politics, it's not just one Chinese Communist Party. There are actually many factions that's going on. And uh, the two foremost one is uh, C and Hu's faction. And Hu's faction is also, official name is called the Chinese uh, Communist Youth League, CCYL. Okay. So if you look at the latest standing committee, there is zero CCYL members. And this is something that has not happened before for many oh, decades. Wow. Okay. So that grants presidency that absolute power that what he wants mm. to do. 
So I guess from uh, I don't know from a value perspective, from a, a political perspective, a lot of investors don't like that. They don't like authoritarian kind of government. They feel unsafe because this one guy can decide my fate, decide my money in the market, and he has not been showing that kind of support in the past two years. So right. I guess investors' confidence have really gone rock bottom, and that was like the straw that broke the camel's back. Okay, I give up already. So you see the capitulation on twenty fourth October, and of course, I believe there are still still people holding on to China stocks and probably wondering diamond right hand, on. diamond hand. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. Diamond hand is easy to say when the markets are fine. <laughs> it's not fine when the markets is dropping, uh, and uh, especially uh, at capitulation stage. Um, sorry, before before we go on, I just have a question here. You know, so all over the news, obviously, we see the video of uh, the former prime minister who walking out apparently of of this thing. Um, I is is that got anything to do with the fact of the CCYL not having any seats or what exactly happened there or is it a, a nothing for for us so for, so first of all the chinese is a high context culture mm. high context means that the communication is never direct there is a lot of things to read in between the lines and unless you really understand the context you won't get the actual meaning of it mm. and the chinese government actually shows or depicts that culture even at that strategic level, um, you will see that a lot of their press release, they don't say much. They don't disclose much, right? This is what it is. Take it. And if you want to fill in the blanks, please go ahead. Okay. And they expect you to fill in the blanks, basically. And okay. of course, the Western Westerners are not used to this high context culture. <laughs> you better tell me what you mean. And the problem is that when there's a void, and Westerners are very outspoken, so they tend to fill the void when the Chinese left behind. So you will start to see... <laughs> yeah, they, you start to see they have like what well, I don't know how many versions of the interpretation oh of goodness. Yeah, yeah, you have extreme ones to more tame ones. Uh, you can just go and search wow. around. Um, and I I guess nobody actually knows what mm. that actually means. Is it actually deliberate? It's still a question mark, right? Mm. Um, but you can say that it actually symbolizes the fall of CCYL because the ex president Hu Jinping Hu Jintao. Who, Hu Jinping, bro? I, I guys, them up, man. We gotta go there. <laughs> Jinping's oh, gonna change his surname. It's gonna be a who, and life's gonna move on. Market's gonna rally fifty percent tomorrow with the declaration of Hu Jinping. L- luckily, I'm not in China. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. In my China, I'm gone. Yeah, yeah. Immediately tomorrow, it's like, hey, Elvin, 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 where are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be censored. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Weibo cannot find your name anymore. Yes, yeah, yes. I cannot find your name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, so I would say that is like maybe you can take it as a symbol that CCYL is out of the picture and there's mm. nobody to restrain C. And that can mean either a good thing or a bad thing, right? You can say that maybe C wasn't that effective for the past ten years. You have another faction that's holding him back. Mm. Now that he can hundred percent deliver, execute his policy on these five years. Right? That, that's, that's the good side. Right. The bad side is that um, nobody's going to rein in him. If he, mm. you know, his thinking goes off tangent and he wants to do something silly, nobody's there to stop him. So right. that, I think, in itself uh, caused some investors to spook out and say, okay, enough. I, I think I cannot take this anymore. I don't know where this is going. I just sell. Mm. Mm. 
But I, I have a I have a whole spiel that I'm doing. Uh, now my turn to plug my show. Plug, plug. So, uh, <laughs> so I have a whole spiel <laughs> that I'm doing and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about China, my read on the situation and I think that's going to come out together with Market Update. So if you're tuning into Market Updates and you're wondering, hey, why I got another episode of First Dips? Uh, you know what to do. La. Click in, like, share, subscribe. Okay, don't need to listen first. Just like, share, subscribe first. Yeah. Right? And then after that, you can continue to listen, right? Because If, if you because want my, to. Yeah, if you want to. If you want to. Because, because my... my I come from a view that uh, I do agree that uh, C has successfully consolidated power, you know, and mm. I also come from a view that in with such a political high ground, it also means that he can practice a lot of reforms, and you would even uh, you can even argue that it's much needed reform following like the Hunan banking crisis, the property collapse of Evergrande, mm. and also the whole shift and change in mix of its economy, right? When its economy uh, has to evolve uh, instead of a hard you know, manufacturing kind of supply chain, which they will probably continue to do because they have reiterated time and time again, that's what they want. But also to evolve, to develop uh, some of the service sectors, the financial sector, and, you know, change up some of the education mix of its people, right? So I do think that they will, with such a political high ground, it gives him advantage to uh, shake up some of these systems for reforms because every time you want to reform some of these things, right, you're going to get backlash, right? Definitely people will be unhappy because you are disturbing the equilibrium, right? So like it or not, that's going to happen and I do think that from this political high ground, it gives him the room and the space to practice some of these ideas and uh, do the reforms that he needs, which I will also push to say that you will see a further development of the financial markets, you know, from the commodities market to the bond markets to the stock market. Um, maybe not so sexy with the derivatives, the futures and the options, because he specifically say, you know, uh, capital should not be speculating in the in the markets and should be entering the real economy. Right. So with those things as the basis, then yeah, I, I do see some of this interesting development and I will pluck it in my spiel. So you should check out my spiel on first dates break. <laughs> coming out same time okay yes absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah. so we can tell Reggie is a fan of C but uh not a fan no, of I, I, Mas. So, of Mas. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. The thing, thing is, thing is, thing is, I'm I'm not a fan <laughs> of C. I just see it as a, in mm. such a political high ground. It it gives him a lot mm. of room to do a lot of things, and he has much needed problems to solve, right? And if he doesn't solve those problems, essentially China is just gonna like wallow and and not gonna continue. Because in my view, when I look at China as a in 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 a, as a whole in totality, wait uh, why is my cat uh? What are you trying to do? Okay, so so in my Your view, cat is when, protesting. Yeah, protesting, yeah, man. From like, sea. <laughs> like girl is Malaysian. So she be tahan, right? She cannot tahan the, the she spew. But I what where where I'm coming from is that I think China is facing a lot of problems, as you can tell from the recent mm. times. You know, and um if if he's not going to solve the problems, then China cannot continue to grow because growth is not linear. I think many investors, uh, they mix up this thing, especially new investors, right? You, you, you think that growth is linear. If something is working, it will keep mm. growing. But the reality is China is already at a surplus situation, trade surplus situation against all major economies, right? So that means there's only so many things that you can sell to any other people. It needs to develop new round of products, higher value, higher tech, new interesting things to continue to sell. And also it has 
has built up pretty much the whole of China already. How much more airport and railway you're going to build? That's why you got one bad, one road, right? <laughs> Cannot build your own, you build other people, right? But, but these two strategies are pretty much maxed up locally. So if China wants to take this to the next level, they need new strategies. They need to change out some of these things. So it's not like I'm, I'm pro-C or something. It's just that, yeah, it is, it is a situation that they need to solve and just so happen in a political high ground, uh, it gives you more strength to do some of these things. So whether you like him or not, whether you agree with his policies, uh, just know that this is an advantageous position, no? right? Uh, at least mm. in in how I look at politics and how I see um, strongman politics to try to do big changes. Got it. So effectively, yes, he's got the he's got the room to do it. Uh, and 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 the, you know effectively the the scope to do it now it's effectively testing his benevolence in what he's going to do and how he's going to execute that well. Would you say that that would be a word you would use or not really? No, I think benevolence is 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 uh, it's it's very fluffy. Benev liberté, freedom, benevolence, all these things are very very fluffy. Freedom very and Western benevolence ideas. two different things, but yeah. No, no, but they are all very fluffy. It's very hard to anchor. Like, how are you defining some of these things, right? And and mm. and these are common words that are being thrown around in Western media. That is like, uh, so how do we measure these things, right? And if you cannot measure, then then is it really useful, right? For, ideas for cannot us. eat one. Yeah, ideas can, can, like culture cannot eat, ideas also cannot eat, right? You say, I only learn so fast, you never learn, right? Alvi, to, from next week onward, you are my anchor, la, right? We'll take, we'll take over this show, right? Together, right? right but, 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 but that being said, right? That being said, essentially, C is in a situation that it can change. Uh, how it will change and where it will change, that is the part that I think is the, the question mark, right? And the market is kind of waiting for that uh, to kind of get more clarity on like what is the path forward. Right, because uh, to be clear, after you listen to many rounds of the boring CPC and CCP talk, you know whatever you call it, CPC or CCP, uh, it's very boring lah. Two three hours, a very solemn one. You know, it's like not as exciting, <laughs> not very media worthy, right? So after many rounds of consuming those things, uh, you still have no clear policies, right? So a lot of directions, a lot of learning, a lot of broad strokes. Um, so over the next few months and over the next few years you will need to continue to observe some of these things uh, but mm. I but I'm not as anti-China as how the western media uh, puts it right which is things like benevolence freedom authoritarian democracy you know this, this cannot eat one right? all the high and mighty moral grounds that uh, to me is quite uh, baseless you know it's a very leftist high level talk you know when on the ground we really gotta look at you know flows, development, growth, you know, like, uh, have they secured their borders? Have they secured their energy? Have they secured, you know, all these other things that becomes increasingly a problem uh, with heightened tension, right? Like how many people even realize that as tension heightened, sugar futures will move up, right? Sugar prices move up when more and more uh, probability of war, yeah. right? So, so there are a lot of these kind of things that I think is the real question to us, right? Is China ready and able to continue this thing and if not then uh, is the US going to come in to continue its its strength and its dominant position uh, so I think those are the real questions and not like who and see and then like you know like all this kind of rubbish <laughs> it's like what this who see thing uh? the whole week you know there's one whole week of footages right but only this who see thing went viral I really better very who now this one who show this one I cannot I cannot but yes I, I guess because the everything was so choreographed in such a yes. perfect manner right yes. the West is yes. just waiting for one mistake 
that yes. I can pounce on and I can bring down China, I can tint it, I can yes. uh, cause investors to lose confidence, yes. China can lose supporters, and yes. essentially yes. is to elevate the status of the West by stepping down China, right? Yeah. So they've yeah. been doing that. And I always think that if China is not important, then you don't need to spend so much time talking about it, right? So yeah. you're, you're like trying to create content that is after you read the content, also like, uh, okay, is that the best you can come up with? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, <laughs> to shape China. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and to be clear, you know what's even funnier? I don't know if you guys realize, right? On one end, they are saying that, oh, C has successfully consolidated power. On the other end, they are saying that, oh, maybe there will be political turmoil. Hello, brother. These two things are like mutually <laughs> exclusive, you know? There right is end. no there yeah. is no two ends to this, right? In a sense that it's yeah. either you have consolidated power or you're experiencing political turmoil. Where got chip one one right so so this thing this thing doesn't exist right and uh for me it's just some people will say i'm pro china i uh, and to be clear i am not pro china like you know like i'm gonna sing their song and participate in you know blah 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 but i'm just generally very annoyed with rubbish reporting and the kind of biases that that they have instead of focusing on what is really happening? What are some good lessons that we can pick up? What are some policies that are out there? What should we look out for? You know, what are the probability? Instead, it's all all the moral grounds. So, you know, unprecedented. Like, who cares about precedents? <laughs> so what if it's unprecedented? Every growth company is unprecedented. I guess it goes back to whether you are a long-term optimist of the China growth, right? If you are, then I think it's the whole. And if you still have the balls to buy, go ahead, right? Because the valuation is a lot more attractive mm. compared to, say, a year ago. But I think the majority of the investors, they are not as independent in their thinking. And what I realized is that they always like to buy into the flavor of the month, the flavor of the year, um, because uh, most investors just follow, right? They don't do their own research yes. and they just want to piggyback on something that's hot that can make money fast. And I think that's where they get caught in this whole China issue, right? Before uh, Alibaba had the issue, right? N Group was going to be the biggest IPO. Wow, you know, China mm. stocks were at the height, at the peak of it. And everybody wants it. The N Group IPO was like one of the hottest IPO uh, ever. Everybody is asking about it. And then came the downfall, right? Of Alibaba <laughs> all the way until making new lows for the past two years. So I guess uh, investors who were just in for that quick gains but didn't get out of it and now still get stuck with China stocks, I think it's time to move on, right? There's no point because uh, you're just waiting for a rebound and you're not really buying into the China story. You're not really buying into the growth. And when the share price doesn't do well, you will always be in doubt. You always know suffering. And then you know what's the worst? Is that they started to, they, they are holding China stocks, but every day they bash China. They blame China. But it's like, dude, you have China stocks. Mm. You either sell it, you bash, or you mm. hold it and you keep going. Mm. Otherwise, you know, it's very bad for health. <laughs> it's very bad for mm. mental health to, to be so cognitively dissonant about it, right? You're holding it and then you're bashing yourself <laughs> or for this thing. So I, I think China investing is not for the majority of the people. It's only for investors who really uh, believe in the China story long term. And definitely if you believe China is going to, to be around longer than C, right? So mm. <laughs> even if you don't like him, China likely going to uh, uh, last longer than what his lifespan is going to be, right? Mm. So I think from that perspective, uh, for those China bulls, that's where you 
want to look at a longer time frame for it. And I think it's also fine that people have different opinions. You can don't invest in China. There are a lot of things to invest in. Right? Yes. Some people believe in crypto. Some people don't. Mm. Some people believe in Tesla. Some people don't. Some people believe in Singapore dividend stocks, but some people say Singapore stocks are dead. Right? So I, I guess everybody's entitled to their opinion. And it's a matter of whether you put money where your mouth is and you'll be at peace with it. And I think that's what investing should be. Mm. I think I got one important question for you, right? As this whole like China-US thing continue to develop, um, I mean, thing in a sense of like competition, right? The thing sounds very neutral, but this competition continue to develop. Does it now make a fundamental difference whether you are invested in Chinese stocks or on the US exchange, the ADRs, or should you fundamentally then pull it, whether is it to Hong Kong or whether is it to uh, Shanghai Shenzhen directly? Does it make a difference now? Okay, so uh, there are a few angles to tackle this. The first is that I know when we talk about China stocks, a lot of people will look at the tech stocks. And the tech stocks are mainly listed in US, US ADRs, yes. right? So uh, that's like most of the China investors will think about. Um, but China is bigger than that. And there are A shares, which are listed in Shenzhen, Shanghai. And those, many of those stocks are not listed anywhere else. Okay? They are maybe more from other industry, can be banking, uh, can be manufacturing, uh, can be F&B kind of companies. Some of the well-known brands are there, like Maltai is also there. You can't get it in US or Hong Kong. So uh, the first thing that I want to help the audience is uh, mm. to expand that horizon, right? China is not just tech stocks, okay? And some of these HS, um were relatively more resilient as compared to these Chinese tech stocks that came down a lot more. So that's first. Second is the, yes, you can say that the ADR is facing a lot of all these troubles in US. And uh, the latest is that China has allowed US to inspect the books. And now it's still ongoing. Alibaba is being inspected. We don't know what's the outcome. My gut feel is that likely the West will try to find something. And mm. say, oh, wait, sorry, you know, you're rubbish. I'm going to keep out of the exchange. Yeah. And, but the delisting is not going to come very soon. It's three years from the very first date that entered the blacklist. So you won't see any delisting until 2025. You won't see any forced delisting until 2025. Right? So it's still early. And you start to see a lot of all these US listed China companies uh, begin to list in Hong Kong as well. And some of them are fungible, which means you can convert the shares in US to Hong Kong. Of course, you have to pay brokers a fee. La. Or another way you can sell US and then just buy in Hong Kong, the commission might be cheaper, right? So I think there are many options for investors to resolve this. And I do believe that it's going to be more bipolar, which the, the divide between US China is going to be more pronounced as we go along. So I would think that, yes, uh, definitely if you want to invest in China, look around in Hong Kong, look around in A-shares would be better than looking at the US ADRs. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. Interesting. Thank you. Great, great knowledge there, um, Elvin. I think that's a, that's a pretty good end to, to today's episode. Um, a nice, a nice words of wisdom, pearls of wisdom towards the end. Um, but, but Elvin, really want to thank you for, for coming on at such short notice. Uh, Coconut says, as I'm sure you heard right at the start, um, Anthony is down with COVID, so we wish him well. Uh, pray for him also. Uh, pray for pray seen... for Rishi Sunak also. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pray for Rishi Sunak. Yes. Why? Why do you need to pray for him? <laughs> Guy lasts longer than forty five days. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, by the way, I just have to say that's mm. an ultimate side gig. Uh. 45 days, 100, uh, 100k a year. Oh, not, not bad. bad. Uh. Not bad Give for it. the rest of your life. Yeah. But he doesn't, yeah. need, he doesn't need it. His, his net worth was estimated to be 800 million. Mean, US. Not him, not him. I mean, Liz Trust. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <Liz> <laughs> um, absolutely. So, so thanks again, Alvin, for, for coming on board. Reggie, yourself as well. Completely appreciate it. Um, Coconuts, thanks again, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode with me, Rakesh, and trust that you learned something today. If you enjoyed the session and want to be part of the banter, join our community Telegram group or follow us on social media. We also have a weekly newsletter to get a digest of the news we covered. To sign up, please click the description below. As always, we love your feedback. So share that with us at hello at thefinancialcoconut.com. Thanks and stay safe.